a quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Ben and Aaron. It's music to my ears all the time. I got to make that my ringtone. I really do. Brilliant. Right. And, and the good thing about that song is you can fit anyone's name into it, as I just demonstrated. Um, first thing I wanted to do was show the screenshots. We're going to be talking about is podcast SEO even a thing? Mm-hmm. And Ben, from your point of view, you're saying basically podcast promotion doesn't majoritarily go through SEO. And Aaron is going to argue the case that SEO is a huge help to podcasters, but they don't yet understand that. Is that about a fair assessment? I, I, yeah, think, I think so. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. That, that's the basis of the discussion. And when if we, we get start to off about it? <laughs> right after the brand search, because I looked up the MarTech brand search, if we can have that on screen. And I managed to get the brand, the, the MarTech podcast and the edge of the web on the same Google result. So this is obviously <laughs> Google's knowledge panel, understanding of the MarTech podcast and its understanding of the edge of the web. And as we know, within the SEO world, Google's understanding of the world through the knowledge graph is phenomenally important to your performance in SEO. And then if we look at the next screen, we get the edge of the web knowledge panel. Google has understand, understood the edge of the web. And we can see that it's understood that it's related to the MarTech podcast, podcast at least in terms of topic. See your so, brother, see? Yeah, your brothers. Like it or not, you guys are brothers. So that idea of understanding within Google is phenomenally important. If we look at the next screen, we've got my podcast, which actually appears on my brand SERP, as both the podcast boxes and uh, see results about. So we're starting to see that podcasts are getting a great deal of visibility in SEO, and I'm afraid, Ben, I'm slightly biased on this, so I'm slightly more to Erin's side, but good luck. You've got to fight your corner. And if you look at the next one, I was thinking about this as potential opportunities for podcasts. Mm -hmm. You've got, obviously, the blue links for any individual podcast episode. You've also got the video boxes if you put your podcast out on YouTube or Vimeo or similar. And you've got the entity boxes underneath a topical knowledge panel which here we can see within internet marketing, you've got different blogs uh, and different uh, shows. So lots of opportunities from my perspective. So can we start with you, Ben? As a podcaster coming towards SEO as opposed to an SEO going towards podcast like Erin and I are, where do you promote? How do you get the viewers? I, I will I'll take a step back and, and just preface the little this a little bit. So I produce multiple podcasts and market them as well. And one of them is an SEO podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, I am not an SEO by trade. I talk about one like I know what I'm talking about. But let's be honest, Aaron's the real SEO, and I'm just a talking head, a digital marketing, a content <laughs> specialist. And the reason why I think that podcast SEO is not a thing, <clears throat> excuse me, um, isn't what you showed doesn't matter. Ooh. No one's finding podcasts in Google. No one's, yes, Google is looking at the content or looking at all of the properties for a podcast content and surfacing them and every sort of snippet and feature and wonderful, isn't it amazing that they're starting to put places when someone looks for my podcast's name. Mm-hmm. I run one of the biggest marketing podcasts in the world. No one looks for it in Google. They look for it in iTunes. Yeah. 
They look for it in Spotify. They look for it in Overcast. They look for it in one of the thousands of podcatchers. And this is why podcast SEO is not a thing. Asterix yet. Close parentheses. <laughs> is the SEO content that's being surfaced, like the content that's being surfaced through search does not drive people to listen to podcasts. Everyone that listens to podcasts finds them in the podcast app store, maybe a little bit in social media. And we're starting to get into programmatic advertising, pushing content to people. Mm. But I don't think that the world is sitting around saying, how do I search for podcasts in Google how do I then click to then listen to them? And if they do, maybe they're listening to one episode, but they're not subscribing because there's no great experience right. to go from web to podcatcher. And that's why I don't think podcast SEO is a thing, is that it's optimizing on the wrong platform. Great. Right. No, My no, no. Sorry. I'm, uh, that's an incredibly uh, convincing argument or, or, or idea. And Google's actually pretty late to the party. Podcasting has been around forever, and Google's suddenly pitched up pretty late to the party. And you're saying basically it isn't the predominant way that people find and subscribe to podcasts. Yes. I think that um, the problem is the podcast experience has primarily been app-based. Hmm. There is no sure. connection from search to subscribe because somebody would have to subscribe in the apps and the apps that are being used are competitive with Google. Nobody really listens to Google podcasts. They listen to on one of the other podcatchers and maybe that's changing. But yeah, I think that there's the, the discrepancy is like, is app SEO a thing? Oh, that, that you know, it's it kind of the same it. conversation. It's people are listening to content in a app. And yeah, no, and, and what you're saying is it's a two-step process. If I find <laughs> that on Google, there's a two-step process to A, get the app, and B, subscribe. But Erin, what, what would you say about that? I mean, I think that's pretty convincing. As, that is if you're talking about ever, uh, optimizing in a particular channel. You're absolutely right. If you're trying to reach, reach podcast audience, right, who are apt to more listen than anything else, then you have to optimize in that channel point about podcasting is it's an omni-channel broadcast. If you curate it right, you're meeting an audience that doesn't know they want to listen to a podcast. They're actually coming in through search about the topic matter that you're talking about. Then you laterally move them over to being a podcast audience member. So the, the, the core of this is what are we really optimizing? Is it the podcast or the content? I'd argue that it's the content that you're trying to optimize. And that's where omni-channel comes in, where you use your video just like this. You use your podcast audio. You use your shirt, your content that you put show notes on. You also move it into social. And that's where the brand SERP that Jason was pointing out is a catcher's net, is a dragnet of all things that are oriented towards the content. Now, the goal is to be able to get that content optimized and valued enough by Google that it's not about the brand surf. You're not going to have Edge or uh, or any of our broad, our uh, podcasts fully fully un unveiled inside of the the brand surf. But your podcast episode could very well be picked up if somebody's typing in a particular piece of search that they're interested in. Hey, there's a podcast I'm going to drop on that show page, and now you're in the funnel of actually getting them as a podcast audience. So it's about curation of the show and also reaching other other audiences that are not the podcast audience. See what I'm saying? 
Yeah, no, and that, why... gives, that gives me. Oh, could, sorry, can I just make a couple of points, and then I'll come back to you, Ben. Sorry to interrupt, <laughs> but it's just really I think thought of two I'm things. Used to hosting, One is guessing. <laughs> from, well, promoting the 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 show would be on the podcast platform, and promoting the episode would be potentially on Google. Is number one point, and number two point is, Erin, is there a problem with duplicate content because all of these different platforms show exactly the same show notes? No, no, no. It's actually bringing uh, the information into focus because Google's paying attention to the audio lane, the video lane, the 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 true content lane on uh, on the web page itself, as well as all the social signals. You're not duplicating it; you're curating it into different different summaries and different information based on the how you're trying to reach that audience. So it's not just duplicating it into different channels. Right. Brilliant. Now, Ben, I interrupted you. Off you go. The way that people consume podcast audio or audio in general is in, let's call it a, a passive sense. Mm -hmm. I press play, I close the screen, I put the phone in my pocket, and I walk around while I'm listening to the content. People are not sitting in front of their screen while they're listening to the audio. And the problem with the search experience driving to audio is you're mm. sitting there in front of a web page, you know, whether it's on your phone or on your desktop, and it drives you to an experience that, you know, basically is a supplemental experience to the audio. Our show notes, we've sure. got show notes and quotes and all of this stuff. So like somebody goes to the is podcast a thing episode on the MarTech pod, if we're going to use that as the example, and right. they're reading all of the stuff that we talked about. It's got all of the links that we mentioned in, you know, that episode, but the actual audio experience is not designed for that. Right, it's designed to be in-app, quick, press play, and make it go Absolutely. away. And so, basically, when Google is presenting every podcaster's show notes or that supplemental page, they're saying, "Here's the interesting stuff that you need to know now that you've listened to the podcast." By the way, good luck going and finding the audio content or having it in an experience that mm. is an engaging, immersive experience that audio is meant to be, right? It's 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 ears only, not eyes. Mm -hmm. And so that sort of like, that to me is the disconnect. And I, honestly, when we talk about podcast SEO, my thought is the reason why podcast SEO is not a thing, it's not that Google isn't surfacing the content or you know it's not getting into Google's algorithm. It's the connection between the pages that are being served and the audio experiences not a great one. You can't subscribe mm. to the, uh, the the feeds that you want to through a, you know a web page, or there's a lot of friction there. Right. Um, and also, like the the bigger point to me is that podcast SEO is actually Apple SEO or Spotify SEO. It's un not yeah, understanding yeah. Google's algorithm. It's understanding what content does Apple want to surface because that's where people are looking for their podcast. It's in the Apple App Store. It's in Spotify. And to me, it's like, that's why podcast SEO isn't a thing. It's like, we don't have access to the data or no one's built the tool to analyze the data in the other podcast-specific algorithms. I would absolutely agree. So it's really about what the, what the what the optimization is. What 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 is it we're really talking about? If you're talking about podcast SEO, you're absolutely right. It's in the audio channels and working the algorithm in that space. If the if the discussion is is podcast valuable to SEO to reach a consumer in 
any number of different ways, then it, I would argue that you do need to curate it because you want to reach that audience that is not in the audio lane. Everybody's got a particular digital consumption uh, profile. You're either a video file, audio file, or your your uh, your your social file, right? You have these different manners in which you, you consume. <laughs> I was trying to not trip on that. But you try. You have your own preference of consumption, consuming information, right? So the the point here is, if you're using podcasts to reach those individuals, then it's it's a matter of you've got to reach them in their preferred lane, not trying to force them into podcast. If you hit them with a video, then they come in, see that there's a number of other videos, and also they have that podcast. Then you can pick them up tangentially from that an initial medium over to the medium that you're trying to get them as more of a intimate sub subscriber. Right. But I think there's a point of this latticing of hit them and get them into one space and then move them to a deeper and deeper um, uh, uh, relationship with your brand based on their, their overall digital consumption profile, not just one. So there's, there's the difference is if you're doing podcast SEO, you're absolutely right. Ben. It's in that space, in that lane. And it's also a lot of, a lot of uh, additional promotion to be able to get that visible and bobbling to the surface. But if you're trying to bring them in, right, then there's other ways to do it. And that's actually using your podcast for SEO. Aaron, I agree but with you. Isn't it a question of packaging as well? Because, I mean, what I've done is kind of, I've taken my podcast from an SEO perspective and I've packaged it for Google. And I think one of the reasons I'm not driving vast audiences like you are, Ben, is because I haven't packaged it correctly for the apps. So couldn't I just package it differently for each? I think that what Aaron said that sticks out to me that's interesting is, is, podcast, or is a podcast valuable for SEO? Yes. Can you search engine optimize your podcast to drive more podcast downloads through Google? No. Or not with great results. Like, sure, maybe somebody's going to Google a podcast and then find it and then go to Apple and then subscribe and then become a listener and then you get the downloads. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that that's the distinction. Do podcasts have right. SEO value? Yes. Can you search engine optimize your podcast in Google? Nah, not really. Like, there's a couple signals that you can look for in, you know, the other more relevant algorithms. What's your number of subscribers? Like, mm. I don't think that there's specific content that we know that you can say, okay, here are the terms I need to include in my titles and tags, like you would in sure. Google in the Apple App Store. We don't have access to that data, and that's why. I say, no, podcast SEO is not a thing. Not can you optimize a SEO, a podcast for SEO results. Mm -hmm. And uh, within the apps, the reviews have an awful, especially in Apple, that they have a big weighting or not. Yeah, I, mistaken? I, I actually think, so the signals that people look at that I can tell, one is, you know, there is a content component to this. When people look for the MarTech podcast, even before we had a lot of reviews or a lot of, you know, subscribers, when people were looking for MarTech and we're MarTech podcast, we were showing up, you know, mm. number two from day one, five years ago. And that's, that's SEO, right? Like our content is serving a need that people are looking for. Um, I think the signals are reviews. I think reviews are less important now than they've ever been. 
Mm, I think really. the velocity of new subscribers with recent reviews uh, is important, but I actually think getting new people to click the subscribe button and uh, you know, it's the, the metrics that from what I can tell that the podcast app stores are optimizing for is new listeners, new subscribers, a mm. certain threshold of reviews and credibility age of your podcast, right? How long have you been doing this? Probably content volume for credibility as well. Yeah. And it's really hard to say, like, what content is, you know, are the app stores is Apple looking for? That's to me where, like, the Semrushes, HREFs, uh, the world's, like, somebody's hopefully going to go build a podcast SEO tool and look at all of the ranking results in the podcast app store and build a tool saying, here's the keywords you should include in your mm. podcast titles. Like, that's the part that the podcast industry is missing. It's the yeah. data and research part. So, you know, if anybody wants to go build a podcast SEO platform, I'm, I would be your first user. Hey, hey Ben, right. Ben, let's go talk uh, off show. Uh, we might have an idea here. How about that? I, I mean, well, I've done a, I've done an episode about how on the voices of search podcast on how to build a podcast SEO platform. It's just prohibitively expensive to do all the scraping. <laughs> You know, right, brilliant. But that—that's a, a an invitation that Ahrefs, Samrush, and the other platforms probably mm -hmm. won't be able to resist because uh, as this moves forward, it's going to become more important. But Let's more just and more build important. it, and when we'll be the the podcast SEO company. Hey, off we go. As well, it's you and Aaron, not me. I'm just sitting in the middle. But um, <laughs> no, you're in. The, the, <laughs> ooh, 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 thank you. But what I do like about that is the the subscribe action is something they can track incredibly well and the unsubscribe action whereas google doesn't have that within the search results at least mm -hmm. and as you say google podcast isn't very important it doesn't even particularly rank well in google itself apple outranks it so that kind of information they're getting is subscribing and unsubscribing is incredibly accurate and therefore i would imagine incredibly powerful what what's the opposite of aggregation is it disaggregation deaggregation like fragmentation oh Brilliant. Aaron, genius. Aaron went to college. <laughs> he did, didn't he? And he came back. Okay. Sorry. So, fragmented. Now, now I have to earn a living, yeah. The podcast landscape is very fragmented. Yep. Right? We're, we're looking at search in 1994, right? Where Yahoo, AOL, Netscape, you know, all the Lycos, they all have their own search provider and, and different levels of market share, but there is no Google that owns 95% of the landscape, mm -hmm. right? If, you know, for a lot of our podcasts, because mm -hmm. we tend to be Apple-centric, we see about 70% in the Apple mm -hmm. ecosystem. So that's the algorithm that matters the most to me. But, you know, 20% for Spotify, 8% for Overcast, and then there's a million other podcast players that are out there, and each podcast has a different mix. So mm. the problem here is that there's so many different algorithms that are surfacing your content, and it's not in a uniform experience to find the content. What you look for when you type in MarTech in Spotify, there might be a rapper named MarTech, probably right. not, but he's going to show up along with the MarTech podcast content. He or she would show up, mm -hmm. you know, in that experience because Spotify has music and podcasts. 
right? It's showing up in the same algorithm. Apple is different. So everyone's algorithm is set up a little bit different. And there's so many podcatchers that are out there mm -hmm. that not as simple as the SEO landscape, which is, well, you know, if you're bored, you might start thinking about Bing, but really you <laughs> kind of care about Google and Google only. Um, you're absolutely right, Ben. And it's actually very much still in its rudimentary stage. And we've had these conversations before is that, that everything that we see on the digital landscape from metrics, uh, boils down to like three or four factors of just performance understanding inside the podcast itself, let alone the rudimentary factors, just like you're talking about. If everything's matched up with those basic factors of frequency of content, the the engagement, the the the, the velocity of subscribers, yeah, you're going to get be, get blown past by a celebrity that has some of the the key names that are branding points that you do. It's it's too rudimentary. It's too uh, um, juvenile a, a uh, environment to really bank on. But I mean, to your point, these factors still work towards bob um, bubbling you up to the top of your channel. So, so you still have the channel aggregation inside of, or I should say category aggregation inside of, uh, inside of Apple, inside of uh, Google to a lesser degree that you can still optimize and get to, to those spaces, right? There's, Sorry, Jason, you want to go? No, or... I was actually, sorry, the reason I was looking off screen is because I've just looked at my own data because I haven't done that, obviously. Uh, and web browsers get 12%, um, and mobile applications get 77%. There it personal is. Personal assistants get 3%, and Apple represents a little over 50% overall. And that includes all the web browsers and all the rest of that stuff. So I'm kind of looking, I'm, I'm actually now realizing as we're talking this through is that I'm putting a lot of effort into my SEO efforts that simply do not pay back in terms of the listens I'm getting. And I Ben's going to say, told you so, told you so. No, Sorry, but I, you're right. Look. <laughs> I'm with you, Ben. I'm with you. Oh, come on. Back over here. Can, can, back can, my, can I tell you some, <laughs> can I tell you some secrets? Can we just keep it between us girls? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Okay. And Everybody uh, listening, cover your ears for a second. <laughs> Apple released new metrics in podcast connect, which is how you evaluate your podcast according to Apple. And they started releasing not only the number of downloads and where they come, but the listeners and I think they call them followers. And then subscribers to Apple is somebody who is paying for your content. But this follower metric is what most of us think of as subscriber. Somebody that's gone onto my podcast page in the App Store and said, I want this content in my feed on the daily. Mm -hmm. And so the metric that matters the most for boosting you in the App Store, if we're talking about App Store optimization, uh, content, great. Apple doesn't hasn't really shown anybody like how they can optimize for content. Nobody knows how to do that, and, and we have to build a tool for it. The metric that matters is followers. Great. We know what metric to optimize for. Now, not only do you have to get somebody into the App Store, you have no visibility into what content that they're seeing. You don't know if they've played an episode, but you're supposed right. to drive them to not only play the episode, but follow your content. And if you can get somebody through those three blind hurdles, <laughs> then 
Apple's going to give you a boost in their rankings and you'll start to get more organic traffic. I would call that SEO. So I honestly think that the level of sophistication in podcast SEO right now is not on a tokenized keyword basis like in Google where you could say, I want to target these specific keywords mm. with this specific content and here's I'm going to rank for it. It's I'm going to optimize for getting people to click the follow button but I don't know anything that happens after I drive them into the podcast app store. Right. So if you can find a way to drive followers, you can boost yourself in the rankings and actually get some organic traffic. And that's where programmatics come in. That's where the advertising factor comes in to be able to reach those audiences that are apt to play. I mean, the ad insertion into audio aggregators, and that's where you're bound to be able to find and be able to set the hook on individuals. So those ad platforms are specializing in their audiences more and more. And man, you're, you're, you're the specialist at that to be able to reach those individuals, because that's the only game in town to be able to boost those app, those uh, iTunes signals, right? Yes. A marketing vendor who I use religiously, love dearly, um, launched a subscriber, like pay per subscriber or pay per follower product in beta, or it might even be in alpha. And we're testing it this month. But basically what they've seen is on some relatively large, successful podcasts, they've been able to go from, hey, we're a top 50 podcast to we're outranking the daily for news, mm -hmm. you know, like number one in a category with a relatively low amount of investment, right? If it's $5 a subscriber, people are spending a few thousand dollars to go from I'm in the ranking to I am the top of the app store, purely mm -hmm. just optimizing for this follower metric. And to me, like that's, that's shows that what's the most important thing in Apple's algorithm, how many followers are you getting? No, doesn't matter what the content is, doesn't matter your reviews, oh. it's are people clicking the following follow button asking for your feed, your content in their feed. And, and that's kind of them looking to the walled garden as all of these platforms are. They're saying, as long as people are subscribing, then we've got them more within our app. We keep them more. Uh, social platforms do that. Google do that. Apple do that. Um, so kind of it, a lot of this comes down to just playing the game of the platform you're trying to optimize for. And in Apple's case, it's categories or the category that somebody might be interested in, interest topics and number of followers. And it's a pretty easy system to game. It is. Oh, well, with how easy There's one metric that matters. I don't know if it's easy. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, I was, I was paraphrasing. But, but, but uh, Jason, the other side of it is that Google wants you in its platform as well. It's developing yep. the SERP as the platform and not, not, they're trying to intend to create an environment that you don't have to leave to go listen to a podcast True. on the podcast player. And that's where the SERP is being is a good deal more volatile. And we're seeing play buttons for audio uh, bubbling up to the top of these SERP, uh, these, uh, these, uh, the, the SERP uh, real estate, right? Wow. So Google's go going through parsing audio now. In fact, uh, what, uh, Spotify just released a, or just teamed up with a new um, ad agency to be able to, to uh, analyze all audio inside of uh, each and every episode to be able to flag any type of inappropriate or or topic matter that a that an advertiser does not want to be part of. 
and is giving feedback in the environment so they can actually decide, well, I don't want to be heard in these particular episodes uh, as opposed to the entire brand. So the, the AI is getting much more oriented towards understanding what you're talking about at the episode level. Okay. Mm. Google's parsing through video and uh, inside of the YouTube channel and being able to actually timestamp relevant topic information as it applies to what you're searching for. So it's giving all this information in the SERP itself. And that's where we are in the space of we're not in podcast promotion nearly as much as we're in the mm -hmm. space of how do you optimize your content to be able to fit the needs of that SERP uh, real estate. See what I'm saying? That, yeah, no, that's a great point. And one of the things, one of the reasons that podcasts optimization for these platforms is, as you were saying, 1994, 1998 kind of style, is because the technology to analyze and understand what it is people are saying hasn't been there up until now. But now it is, Ben. Do you think that's going to change as these platforms analyze what we're saying, understand what we're saying, and can then optimize on the content much as they would for text? I, I'll go back to my original statement of none of it matters when it's web-based in search. Um, it's it's wonderful, it's wonderful that Google is optimizing and understanding the content and highlighting it, and it's going to drive people into a web-based, text-centric, like, go-to-a-landing-page experience. Right. And that's just not how people consume audio. And even if they are consuming it, it's on a per-episode basis, right. not on a subscriber basis, which gets people into these feeds. Right. It, it's about following and listening regularly, which is what drives the volume. That's what matters for podcasters. Right. Their audience, not their listeners, are what matters. Like I care about the people that follow and listen to multiple episodes, not somebody that's like, oh, here's an, I care about them, but less somebody that's listening to an individual piece of content. And Google's experience right now is here's an individual piece of content. It's like, that's nice, but I can't track you, retarget you, get you into my audience. So you're kind of like walking by my storefront. You're, you're not coming in the store. And you're hearing the PA system play some funky uh, disco music as you walk by, right? Yeah, most of it's hip-hop. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the, the, the secret then to getting a podcast and getting traction is to get that flywheel effect going within individual platforms, especially Apple. I mean, what are the, what are the Android platforms that we we can target because android's massive and yet isn't a big podcast no um you know i i think that it's it's to use aaron's word very fragmented um i think mm. that uh spotify is probably the first platform right there uh, according to them the biggest podcast platform and according to everyone else the second biggest um mm. you know i think that there's apps that are pulling the RSS feeds from Apple, like I, I use Overcast, um, Player FM, uh, Stitcher, right? There's a, there's thousands of podcast listening experiences and everybody has their own flavor. So my feeling is Android is a lot of 2 to 5% of your audience right. apps and Apple is more aggregated into a single app and then Spotify kind of covers both. To your point, Ben, uh, it's it's really about the platform loyalists 
as well. You have Sp you have Spotify loyalists, you have Overcast loyalists, you've got uh, Stitcher loyalists, and you have the ability to move ads inside of all of those different platforms, much greater than than Android or the Google um, uh, the the Google Podcast environment. So it's it's a fragmented but very niche. Uh, group of listeners in all of those, and you can really compound that and be able to have a much better uh, uh, series of metrics to, to perform if you're actually reaching all of them as opposed to just staying inside of Apple, right? Yeah, I mean, it, I don't really know how each individual podcast app is differentiated. They all kind mm -hmm. of feel very much the same to me. And I think a lot mm -hmm. of it is the listening experience. I, like I said, I listen to my podcast in Overcast because I think the user experience is great, but it also integrates nicely into uh, not only the iOS, you know, my iPhone, my iPad, but also into the car. Um, and so, you know, I like that experience better than I like the, the default Apple podcast experience. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure everybody's a little bit different and there's, you know, little features here or there, but it doesn't seem like there's huge differentiators between the different apps. But they do have their own unique ad engines that uh, you can capitalize on and they can, you can have some specialized audiences inside there, right? Yeah. I've heard great things about Acast where you mm -hmm. can advertise specifically in Acast, but since it is in an app environment, they're, I think it's Acast. They're not only um, allowing you to buy ads on a you know CPM or you know just a, a sort of run of network basis, but you right. can actually pay on a per follower, per subscriber, which I think is interesting. I wish Apple, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, and it's totally mm -hmm. counterintuitive to sort of their public facing persona, which is privacy, privacy, privacy. So we don't like advertising. We don't want people to have your data. We, we don't really like marketers. <laughs> I wish Apple would launch an ad network. So instead of me going through, you know, 10 different vendors to try to buy podcast listeners, I'd rather be able to promote my podcast in the podcast app store. And Apple hasn't, hasn't gone down that route yet. No, no. Right. Uh, what what I get from all of that, I mean, to, to kind of let's wrap it up, is is that my mindset is very much on Erin's side, which is SEO. And if I want to make a success of my podcast, I need to change mindset and get into the app mindset of where my audience are and get them to subscribe and to follow rather than think on a per episode basis, think on a show basis. So can you just wrap that up for me, Ben, on a, on a podcast? I, I think you can use your podcast to have important, meaningful SEO results. I think you could take your content, you can summarize it, turn it into blog posts, show notes and quotes, surface the content, you can do mm -hmm. podcast schema and all the SEO stuff we all <laughs> want to do and get your pages out in front of people on Google. I think they're going to consume the content from those pages. I don't think they're going to be podcast subscribers, mm -hmm. they're be content consumers. So if you care about SEO results, your podcast can be very important. If you're using your SEO results to try to drive podcast listeners, I I think you're climbing up a hill that doesn't exist. Brilliant. That's absolutely brilliantly said. I, I couldn't have imagined anybody saying it better. And I'm going to use that as a quote at some point further <laughs> down the line. Erin, closing comment from you? Certainly. Um, Ben's absolutely right. And it really is an inversion of the words. SEO SEO for podcasting or podcasting for SEO. 
Ooh. Right. There's there's the the uh, word wordplay there. So if it's podcasting for SEO, there's something very unique in this space, and that is the natural language processing and the semantic subject matter that naturally occurs when you're having conversations that cannot be fabricated to any degree of authenticity. Mm -hmm. So if Google's actually paying attention to relationships of subject matter, then podcasting is a natural way for those topics to exist in kind of its own ecosystem, as opposed to trying to force content together that may or may not have the, the right tone of the right uh, connections, but inside of a conversation, you better believe that the, 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 the script that we followed here, the conversation, there's an interplay of, of uh, several nuanced concepts. And you curate this, transcribe it, and then parse this apart into different areas. The relationship of those contents, but the content is a very strong factor for Google to pay attention to. So if you're using the podcast to be able to make those relationships of content and then move them into the ecosystem, Google's getting a better understanding of who you are as a brand and, and what you're talking about and the subject matter that's very, very, very relevant to its users. That's what podcasting for SEO is all about. That was absolutely brilliant. I love both conclusions. Thank you so much. I'm now sitting between the two of you and I can't decide whose side I'm on. I think... I'll there just be go. on both of your sides. <laughs> Absolutely. See, see, see. Oh, see. Where am I going? Oh, my gosh. All right, that way. Oh, uh, we're clearly right. podcasters, not video production. <laughs> Thanks a lot, everyone, for watching. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Erin. That was absolutely brilliant. Anton, behind the scenes, we didn't see much of him. Um, I'll see you next week on CaliCube Tuesdays for the normal everyday CaliCube Tuesdays as opposed to this special edition.